When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Thanks for being a part of it and allowing it to be a part of you. You got Freddie Coleman and Courtney Cronin in for the guys today in Canty and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up anytime you want on Twitter at Courtney R. Cronin. That's Courtney's handle, my handle at Coleman ESPN. 30 minutes from waiting a week on Aaron Rodgers. Just one week. That comes you in 30 minutes and 10 minutes from the wrong narrative on Kellen Moore leaving the Cowboys for the Charger that comes away in 10 minutes. And Courtney, who is this new Kyrie Irving? What's going on? I'm not going to say that he's had a body transplant or an attitude adjustment, but this new Kyrie is kind of disconcerting because there's no kind of smoke around him. After they beat the Lakers last night, by the way, I warned you last night, Freddie Fitzsimmons, 9 p.m. 1 a.m. Eastern Time ESPN Radio, that LeBron James is going to skip against the Brooklyn Nets and play the Knicks. It shows how much stroke the Nets don't have, and he's probably going to play tonight versus the Knicks, but I digress. But Courtney Kyrie said about LeBron James, and I quote, we gave the keys to the whole entire business to an 18-year-old kid, and now he's 38 years old, and he's still dominating. I don't think we should be surprised. I think we should congratulate and celebrate him as much as possible continue to enjoy the shows that he puts on because it's not going to be for too much longer, end quote. Kyrie Irving, who are you? It's somebody who very clearly, and I know this isn't his first time talking about the regret of not staying in Cleveland and continuing to play with LeBron James past the time he was 26 years old when LeBron was 31 and they teamed up together and won a championship together. I... I think Kyrie realizes at this point all those years he missed out on and being able to, you know, mature in a sense and put some of that those bygones aside to realize, yeah, I messed up on this. I don't think he's ever going to come out and say those words exactly, Freddie. Mm-hmm. But by, in a way, and I want to say even admitting, because he said, I don't think we should be surprised. We're not surprised right. at this point that LeBron James is closing in on the scoring record very soon and about to trump both Mark Jackson and Steve Nash for fourth all time on the assist list. Like that stat alone in realizing that somebody like LeBron James, his willingness to share the basketball, that's <laughs> always been something that's distinguished him and could really be appealing maybe down the line for Kyrie Irving to want to team up with him again <laughs> uh-huh. at some point. Because remember, you and I were on first take this yep. summer. I was just thinking the, about this too. Yep. The day that Kyrie Irving opted into his player option and then Kevin Durant moments later, a couple days later, however long it was, said that he wanted out. You know, at that point we were thinking, hey, is there a a potential that he opts in and then ends up with the Los Angeles Lakers this year. Could the finances somehow make it work? No was the short answer, but I don't think no is the final answer when it pertains to Kyrie Irving wanting to team up and have one more go around with LeBron James before LeBron James hangs it up. You and I, when we did that, filling on a first take that time, and I said it back then, I've never believed for one second that Kyrie Irving is unintelligent. 
But Kyrie Irving at times will say some things that he knows is going to get under the people's skin. And he believes that he's right or he believes that he has a right to say what he wants to say. I agree with the latter, not so much with the former. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much this late, the latest incident where people, there weren't enough Kyrie supporters to combat the Kyrie anti-supporters. And I wonder how much with his intelligence that he said, you know what? I can't continue to play this game. I can't continue to think I can say what I want, and it's not going to have an effect on people. But more importantly, also having an effect on my brand. Kyrie Irving is a lot of things. He can be very calculating. As a matter of fact, I applaud when people are calculating. Even if you use it like Dr. Evil from the Mike Myers movies when it comes to Austin Powers, I can give you credit for using that out there to try to make things work for you. All of a sudden, it wasn't working for you. Plenty of people saying, you know what? If he came to this team, we're not putting up with that. He is very calculating by saying, hey, you know, LeBron, whoo, how great has he been? I play with the guy. I appreciate him now. It goes to your point. If at a certain point, if they don't resign him, if he does not want to resign with the Brooklyn Nets and go elsewhere, that's going to be very appealing to go to Los Angeles. And you want to make sure things are smooth. If you and LeBron are going to be the odd couple again and have a reuniting to see if it's going to work the second time around, like it did work with the Cleveland Cavaliers, at least for one NBA championship. Yeah, and I think we have to go back to what the relationship between Kyrie and LeBron is currently because you remember Mm -hmm. when Kyrie was suspended back in the early part of the season for tweeting about anti-Semitic rhetoric that was referenced in a film on Amazon. LeBron, of course, was asked about it, and he ended up taking to Twitter talking about that situation and, you know – in a way, having Kyrie's back, he's like, I, I can. He said, I, you know, that he wasn't. He doesn't believe in sharing hateful information. He'll continue to be that way. But Kyrie apologized, and he should be able to play. To me, that was the olive branch that LeBron was extending to Kyrie in that moment. Because you're right, Freddie. So few were on his side, and you know, rightfully so, given what he was, you know, doubling down on. It wasn't that he had some sports take that people didn't agree with. This was something far bigger than that. But to me. That was kind of the, hey, he still got my back to a degree during something, during pretty tumultuous time for Kyrie Irving off the court. Right Now Kyrie can go ahead and kind of extend that favor back to LeBron James by saying what he said yesterday night, you know, that we should congratulate him and celebrate him as much as possible and continue to, you know, marvel at the show that LeBron James puts on because he's not going to be around too much longer and Kyrie Irving wants to be part of that yeah. at some point before too much longer becomes not at all. Carney Cronin and Freddie coming in for the guys on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Something you just said just triggered to me about talking about the future of Kyrie Irving if there's not going to be a future to Brooklyn Nets. Play along with Uncle Freddie here. Let's say he decides that he's not going to resign the Brooklyn Nets and he decides he wants to go elsewhere, maybe the Los Angeles Lakers. I can't even imagine the look on Kevin Durant's face if that happens. Because Kevin Durant signed up because he didn't want to be the Guardians of the Galaxy when it came to the Golden State Warriors. He wanted to pair with whatever Kyrie Irving was selling to him. And Kevin Durant says, that sounds like a good idea. I'm going to leave Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green and beautiful basketball. The sign of, that sounds like a good idea. And not even, what, five years later? Kyrie Irving may be looking to go somewhere else. And Kevin Durant's like, look, after all I've gone through with you, this is what's going to be the end all, the be all with the Brooklyn Nets. Or maybe just maybe Kevin Durant's like, look, you're going to do your thing. 
I'm still going to be KD, baby. I'm still going to make teams great. We'll see if you can do that if you decide to go somewhere else or have a reunion with LeBron James if that happens in Los Angeles. I'm not so sure that Kyrie Irving teaming up with LeBron, given the construction of the Lakers roster as it currently stands and some of their financial restrictions Mm -hmm. that they have down the line, that that's going to make it all that much better. Because what have we been talking about the last couple months as it pertains to the Los Angeles Lakers and their long-term plans? Are they going to try to placate to LeBron? Are they going to say, hey, we can't do this charade any longer. We've got to blow this thing up and start over because we've, you know, the check came due more or less. So that could be part of it. And, you know, who knows if they end up teaming up with the Lakers? Who knows if they end up teaming up somewhere else? Because LeBron can get out of that contract this summer if he wants to. So, All of that said, whether it's with the Lakers, whether it's somewhere else, I don't think we've seen the last of Kyrie Irving Mm -hmm. and LeBron James together. Who knows who else they can attract, though, because how cool would that be for all the people who are okay with the ring chasing? You want to call it that? Because who knows if they'll actually win one. Right. But how cool would that be to see the one last super team assembled with LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, you know, throw out some other player names in there that might have had some contentious moments with King James in the past that might want to end up teaming back up with him again to have one last go around. Believe to me, me, these are the bricks being laid yeah. on that road, Freddie, in uh-huh. order for that to happen. And Kyrie Irving's signing up. He's the first guy in line to make this happen. By the way, the sound you hear right now is Adam Silver, NBA commissioner, going, Courtney, don't tease me. Don't tease me. Don't put it out there. Don't tease me. Because something like that would really – I can't even imagine what that would look and sound like if that actually happened regarding Wouldn't the block NBA. that trade. <laughs> Forget it. That'd be a 30 for 30 to the 25th power if something like that ever, ever happened. Courtney Cronin, Freddie Coleman, Infocanti, and Carlin, thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio. So the Cowboys losing offensive coordinator. Next year this time, we'll be saying about the Cowboys losing their head coach. That's after Courtney has this from Indeed. Running your own business requires a lot of running around. From bookkeeping to client meetings, you run it all. By the time you need to hire, you've run out of energy. Luckily, with Indeed Instant Match, you immediately receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description the moment you sponsor a job. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Hiring can finally run smoothly with Indeed. To learn more, visit Indeed.com. So let me get this straight. Here on Canty and Carlin, Courtney Cronin, and Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, 6XM Channel 80. Tune in and tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. You're Kellen Moore. You go from the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy, and you're going to be better when you go to Los Angeles Chargers and Justin Herbert as your quarterback because you get to be a chance to call offensive plays. Now, here are the stats when it comes to Kellen Moore. The last three years, 2019, 2020, 2021, and even 2022, so the last four seasons, the Cowboys have never been lower than fourth in total offense in the National Football League when Dak Prescott was healthy and Kellen Moore was calling plays as his offensive coordinator. Nike has a chance to go with that guy, Justin Herbert, who, in my opinion, is an elite quarterback in the NFL. There's no doubt about that in my mind, especially compared to a lot of guys not named Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But now if you're the Dallas Cowboys... Now what? Because Mike McCarthy has said, I'm going to take control of calling plays. I'm going to put my fate in my hands and not in the hands of Keller Moore. Uh, this is going to be very interesting to see exactly how this is going to play out, especially the Dallas Cowboys saying, Keller Moore, we're good. And Mike McCarthy putting his hands on Dak Prescott to make that work in Dallas. 
it's his last chance because remember when Mike McCarthy got hired in 2020, Kellen Moore was already calling plays for Dak Prescott. He said, I'm going to leave well enough alone. Dak had a great season in 2019. Had it not been for the ankle injury in 2020, who knows? But he decided he didn't want to meddle. And I understand that. But for Mike McCarthy at this point where you're firing coordinators and you're firing, not firing because they mutually parted ways. Let's say they mutually parted ways because you already had that job lined up with the Los Angeles Chargers. You cannot convince me that that thing manifested itself in 24 hours or Mm -hmm. less than when it was announced initially. But after they lost to the San Francisco 49ers, the Dallas Cowboys started picking off members of the coaching staff, realizing that Eventually, the Bucks going to stop with McCarthy. How long does that last? How many games into next season? Well, his play calling is going to be what determines that. Because here's how I see this thing working out, which very well may end up being similar for what happens with Kellen Moore and Brandon Staley with the Los Angeles Chargers. Let's say Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys, assuming he is going to take over play calling responsibilities. And he will. And he will. Let's say that they don't get off to a great start. Okay. I don't know when their buy is going to be because the schedule doesn't come out for a few more months, but let's say they start out three and five and they're going into their bye week. Jerry Jones right then and there says, I don't have any more proof needed to know that you're not the guy for this job, that I can part ways with you right now because I've got Dan Quinn, my defensive coordinator who went through several head coaching interviews this cycle and said, nope, I'm going to stay place, mm-hmm. stay put in Dallas. I've got my guy waiting right here, the guy that I wanted to hire for this job at certain points and hadn't been able to. Or maybe it's a Sean Payton. Who knows? But regardless, McCarthy now is leaving himself no room for error with this offensive coordinator position that he's going to you know, have to fill. But he's going to end up taking the play-calling responsibilities out of the hands of the offensive coordinator and call them himself. One of the things you mentioned, and by the way, breaking news from Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL insider. He says right now, and I'm making sure the blue check marks next to his name, and it's not, so I'm not going to get fooled by that. See, that's how people try to fool you with the Cowboys and stuff like that. The Cowboys are not trying to fool anybody anymore, especially Jerry Jones. He's not in a position to fool anybody because he wants a Super Bowl championship. He wants to make sure that, hey, if this is going to be my deal, if this is going to work for me, hey, Mike McCarthy, handle it or be handled because you're right. I believe the Cowboys coach should be Dan Quinn. And that's not to say Mike McCarthy hasn't done a good job. He's won 12 games in each of the last two regular seasons for this organization. But at the same time, I'm not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe if I'm Jerry Jones as far as that goes. And if you do fall for the banana in the tailpipe, then you brought that on yourself, you Jerry Jones. You wanted to make sure that you don't want anybody else to get into your shine when it comes to Jerry Jones and everything else. Real quick, Adam Schefter is now reporting as we have breaking news here in Canty and Carlin, the Saints and Broncos are finalizing compensation in return for Super Bowl winning head coach Sean Payton. That's what sources tell ESPN. This clears the way for Sean Payton to sign the Broncos to become their next head coach, and so he's expected to head to Denver as the next head coach of Denver Broncos. That's according to Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL Insider. That is my brain right now is trying to process all of this, Freddie, because I remember watching Uh on Sunday – the Fox pregame show when Sean Payton 
and everybody, they're up there, and they're talking about the head coaching situation. And I yeah. think more or less he was asked kind of like, well, what's going on? Like, you stay mm-hmm. in, you go in. And he said, I think in the next week we're going to know a lot more. So very clearly at that point he's saying the door is not closed on him taking a job. Right. I know that it, for a time it didn't appear like there was one that was really – intriguing one that you'd be say like yes I am all in I am going to be this head coach mm-hmm. now I guess the Denver Broncos yep. and their billion gajillion dollar ownership group <laughs> and whatever Brinks truck they filled up with cash yep. on top of being willing to trade as we said Adam Schefter's tweet referenced the draft compensation which we will find out here but we know the Saints wanted at least a first round pick oh they're gonna get more than that they're gonna get more than that and Sean Payton's gonna get more than that because remember the rumor about hey it could cost up to 20 million dollars to get someone like Sean Payton which Mm -hmm. it's harder to find out coaches salaries and those contracts because they're not available through a a database like the NFLPA system this one will come out This one will absolutely come out because we know that it was going to be too expensive for the Los Angeles Chargers to part ways with Brandon Staley and then to give up the draft compensation and to pay Sean Payton. Denver has never been a team that has skimped on anything. Look at the contract Mm -hmm. that they just gave Russell Wilson. Yeah. All right, Russ. If anybody Ball's can, in your court exactly. now. You've got Sean Payton as your head coach. Yep. No more scapegoats. No doubt about that. By the way, according to Adam Schefter, Denver and the Saints have been discussing two potential packages with Sean Payton. The first package, Denver's 2023 first-round pick, which this year, and next year's second-round pick for Payton and the Saints' 2024 third. The other option, Denver's 2024 first-round pick and a fourth-round pick this year. It is the Saints' choice. So according to Adam Schefter, the finalization is happening right now between Denver and the Saints. Sean Payton become the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. It clears the way for him to sign that because they're finalizing compensation in return for that Super Bowl winning head coach. Also, Jonathan Jones, who covers the NFL for ESPN, as an NFL, it's at the NFL for CBS Sports, he says the Houston Texans are nearing a deal to make D'Amico Ryan's their next head coach. The deal could be done as early as today because Ryan has had further in-person discussions with the team today. So it looks like two coaching vacancies. Courtney are going to be filled. One, as expected in Houston, D'Amico Ryan's played for the organization. They've been hot on his tail. But Sean Payton, if anybody can fix Russell Wilson, it has to be that guy when it comes to him. Yep, no doubt about it. And I am not surprised that of any of the jobs, because remember, last we had heard Sean Payton last week Mm -hmm. was that the second interview was going to take place with the Arizona Cardinals. That never made sense because Kyler Murray isn't going to be playing quarterback for this team at least until November. Mm -hmm. Like that's what's been, you know, with the ACL, that's what's been like the rumored timeline. Russ gives you a chance to be like, hey, Mm -hmm. I still got it. I didn't take an easy job where everything's set up for me. If I want to go fix a quarterback, if I want a challenge, boy, there's your challenge right there. Sean Payton will earn his money and then some with Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. And I wonder if Jerry Jones of the Cowboys as an owner will rule the day he didn't at least make a phone call to Sean Payton because that is something I would have done. The minute the Cowboys lost to the 49ers, no disrespect to Mike McCarthy. But Sean Payton's different. The way he can organize a team and get that offense running. I wonder Jerry Jones will rule the day that he at least did not make a phone call to Sean Payton to gauge his interest. He's not going to be there. He's talking Mike McCarthy. And now the Broncos have Sean Payton as their head coach. Canty and Carlin with Freddie Coleman and Courtney Cronin presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. And you just knew 
with all this NFL news that Aaron Rodgers had something to say about Aaron Rodgers. You're going to hear about the win and why the term a week has a lot to do with his future. Keep it here on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. She's Courtney Cronin. I'm Freddie Coleman in for Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Only the NFL could tell Aaron Rodgers on Tuesdays to stand down, especially what has happened in the last 10 minutes. It seems that Sean Payton, that seems he is on his way to Denver. He's going to be the new coach of the Denver Broncos. The compensation, according to Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL insider, the Broncos will give it their 2023 first-round pick and next year's second-round pick for Sean Payton and the third pick in next year's draft for that, for that to happen with the Sean Payton going from the Saints to the Broncos. Meanwhile, in Houston, they're going to make D'Amico Ryan's their next head coach a six-year deal for the former Texans linebacker to leave San Francisco as the defensive coordinator and take over the Houston Texans. It's time for us to take a breath and let Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst, take the stage with all these moves happening in the last 10 minutes. He joins us here on ESPN Radio. Herm, I'm going to start with Sean Payton going to the Denver Broncos. It seems to be the right fit. You got a quarterback, got a defense, got wide receivers. What can Sean Payton do for Russell Wilson that did not happen in 2022? Well, I think before he even took this job, I'm pretty sure that he sat down with Russell Wilson and had a great conversation with him, I would assume, and said this, the following. Hey, look, um, whatever happened last year, I can't do anything about that. But going forward, this is what I need from you. This is what I need from you. Um, you're going to be the quarterback here. And we've got to make this thing work. And you've got to understand that um, what I'm going to ask you to do is going to fit your skill set. And I think Sean will do that. He, he, will, he will implement an offense uh, that would allow Russell Wilson to, to play at a better level uh, than he did last, last season. Coach, I'm caught up on the draft compensation here because I go back to the Russell mm. Wilson trade last year where that's two first-round picks, two second-round picks, yeah. a 2022 yeah. fifth-round selection, <laughs> and a 2022 <laughs> fourth-rounder. And then yeah. Denver said, okay, that's all for Russell Wilson. For Sean Payton to the to giving to the New Orleans Saints a 2023 first-rounder and next year's second-round pick and getting the Saints 2024 third – 
is that worth it? That's a lot of draft capital to give up. Well, it is, and, and you know now your ability to get young players is, is, is obviously um, going to be tough on you. But here again, there's free agency, and you know that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to go into free agency when guys' contracts come up and uh, try to present them with some money. And the last time I checked, um, the owner of the Denver Broncos, I, he has any, he has no worries about money, and, and that's what <laughs> owners get to do. They get to spend their money. I, I said that long ago. Uh, you know, the owners, you know what you get to do, you get to spend your money, and we're going to make you spend your money if you want to if you want to get a team. So I just think that that's how they're going to look at it. Can't worry about what you don't have. It's how do we acquire players, and it's going to be through free agency. Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst with Freddie Coleman and Courtney Cronin on Canty and Carlin and ESPN Radio. How much do you think that Jerry Jones of the Cowboys might rule the day that he did not at least give Sean Payton a phone call? Well, you know, it, 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 it's all easy to say, you know, and, and all that. But, but here again, uh, I don't know if Sean Payton would want that job because of what goes along with it, right? They, would, they expect Sean Payton to be in the Super Bowl here in, in a year, within a year, right? you got to fix this thing right away, and all of a sudden – if he doesn't get it fixed and they're not there, he's sitting in the same situation that Mike McCartney's is sitting in. 24 wins, they finally won a playoff game, and it's never good enough. And it won't be good enough, regardless of who you are as the coach, right? It's not going to be good enough unless you win a Super Bowl. So switching gears, we had another opening that got filled within moments of Sean Payton's news being announced by ESPN's Adam Schefter. D'Amico Ryans, the former Houston Texans linebacker, Mm -hmm. San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator. He's going to become the Texans' third head coach in three seasons. According to Schefter, that's a Mm -hmm. six-year deal. Am I skeptical for believing that the Houston Texans have stopped setting head coaches up for failure considering what we saw with Lovey Smith and what we saw before that with David Culley. I know that D'Amico Ryans is a very talented individual and a very smart defensive mind. I just worry about the overall competence of that ownership and the rest of the team that they're not past setting these guys up for failure knowing that this could only be a one-year stint. Well, I'm hoping it's, it's not a one-year deal. And I hope I'm not either. Sure <laughs> I know, and I'm I'm pretty sure D'Amico wouldn't walk into that with, with that being said. But but here again, uh, this owner is going to have to realize that you know the first thing you you have to you have to find a way to get a quarterback, and that will solve some of your problems mm-hmm. defensively. They'll be fine. I mean, D'Amico will get this thing turned around on that side of the ball, but it's the offensive side of the ball, and a six-year deal is nice to have. Um, and, but here again, like I say, owners have money. And that owner down there has no problem with giving coaches contracts and, and firing them. And um, the same of it all, it's all been a men of color. And this is the third one he's hired, which is a great, great, you know, great situation. But the problem is, you know, one and done is, is, is not how you go about doing things. And, and I don't know if this owner is just, he's delusional, thinking a coach can come in there and just turn this program around. It's going to take two or three years yeah. for this thing to get going. D'Amico Ryans is young enough and playing for that organization. He's got a pretty good idea what kind of turbulence they have brought upon themselves. How much is that going to help him, Herm, to have a little bit more leeway that Lovey Smith, David Culley did not give, get, excuse me, being one and done? Well, I would hope that this owner's understanding too, and, and maybe he doesn't. Maybe, maybe he doesn't read or, or hear what's going outside of, in, in, in the real world about his organization. 
And, um, you know, they got to take a, a deep look at this thing. And if he's smart, and, and most of these owners, you know, they, they, the reason they're, they're owners, he would sit down with D'Amico and say, look, you know what, not only am I hiring you as a coach, but I want to pick your brain of how your, how your organization is built and how you guys go about doing what you do, drafting players, acquiring players, those type of things, how you, your coaching style, your coaching method, offense, defense, special teams. I mean, if, if, he, if, if it's a smart owner, and I'm saying it, I hope he's listening, you need to sit down with this man and say, I want the blueprint of how the 49ers do it. I, that's what I want. Not only did I hire you as a coach, but I want their blueprint. How you draft players, how you acquire players, all that. And if he's willing to do that, they got a chance. So there's two openings remaining. The Cardinals and the Colts have yet to fill their head coach position. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is first mm-hmm. on those two? Because the quarterback situation with the Cardinals, Freddie and I yeah. were talking about this. You don't have Kyler Murray until like a minimum coach of of, this, of November next year, and the Colts right. are in that category where they should be drafting a quarterback. Which of those two jobs are more appealing? Well, you know, spending some time in Arizona, um, they've got a talented roster. Yeah. And, and, and you, you said it. I mean, it's the quarterback now, but what do you do? What is your bridge on who the quarterback will be? Uh, but the roster, I mean, it, it's a talented roster. There's no doubt about that. And they're pretty competitive in that division. You know, they just found a way to lose games at, at the end of the you know, middle of the third quarter, fourth quarter. They, they couldn't finish it off. And then for some reason, at the end of the season, they just kind of would drop off. So, and I'm not saying the coach is a bad deal, but but I I, I say this now, everybody can say, well, why do you want to be in that conference with San Francisco, <laughs> Seattle? <laughs> you got to deal with that, right? Um, but the, the Colts are in a situation as well. You know, they need a quarterback. And, you know, it's funny because as much as we want to, you know, like we're beating up, well, we're not, but I'm just saying a lot of people are beating up Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and I, and I will say this, you know, the outside world when you're not in that organization or you're not a coach, it's easy to say, "Hey, let's go get another quarterback." Well, the question I always pose to people: Who are you going to get? <laughs> yep. Who are you going to get? That, 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 that's what I want to know. Last time I checked, just the last time I checked, and I don't know a whole lot about this thing this football thing, but I do know this. There's 32 teams. Well, you look at those 32 teams and you say, okay, who's going to give me their quarterback that I want? None of them. So who are you going to get? You're going to get a college guy? You're going to get a retread? The names are the names. You're going to get the Garoppolo. You're going to get Aaron Rodgers. The teams that are looking for quarterbacks, everybody wants those guys. You're going to get Tom Brady. So <laughs> who are you going to get? <laughs> who are you going to replace him with? If he said, well, I don't want that guy. I always say, well, who are you going to get, man? You tell me who you – this is not fantasy football. <laughs> this is real football. <laughs> this is real people. You just can't say, well, I'm going to get rid of that guy. I don't like that guy. It's I'm going to trade this guy for that guy. You don't, this is the national football league. <laughs> are you kidding me? It's under, I sit here sometimes and I scratch my head and I go, am I missing something here? I've been in that league for 35 years. I spent 35 years in that league coaching and playing. And I always ask the question, get rid of that guy. Who are you going to get? <laughs> Tell me, who's walking in the door to take his place? That's better than him. Oh. 
well, and then they thought, well, yeah, well, what? Well, what? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Oh, Herm, we can it's listen. Like, you know, it's, it's crazy, but that's what we do. Yeah. We create these. We create these <laughs> scenarios, and I always say, that's easy to create them, but how are you going to fix it? Who are you going to get? Yeah. Exactly. Well, we'll find out because they always have answers, but they're not the right answers. Herm, you are a prince to talk with, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us on short notice, and you take care and be well. My pleasure. God bless you both. Oh, God bless Herm Edwards, ESPN NFL analyst. Hit him on Twitter. Herm Edwards joining Freddie Coleman and Courtney Cronin, part of Canty and Carlin. We talk about the two openings that are still out there. I believe there's only one, and you know which one it is. We'll dive into that next on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Just like the Super Bowl, then there were two when it comes to coaching openings in the National Football League. With Courtney Cronin and Freddie Coleman in for Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, 6X and Channel 80. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. For my money, Courtney, it's down to one. I know the Colts and Cardinals have not officially hired coaches. Those are two left. But let's be honest. We know the Colts are going to make Jeff Saturday the full-time head coach and not just be the interim. That means there's one opening left, the Cardinals. And that's where things get sticky because of one guy. And his name is their quarterback, Kyler Murray. It's tough. And we know that Kyler Murray is not going to be back, I don't think, until November because of the ACL and when he tore it last year back at late in 2022 and when he's like expected to recover from that. But you're right because that's the, that's the job opening that Sean Payton – Mm-hmm. had just interviewed for. I believe it was Friday of last week was his second interview. And so now you have a situation where they're going to be whittling down their candidate list and probably the next one to announce their hiring. What's going on with the Indianapolis Colts, on the other yeah. hand, Freddie? You know, to your point about knowing that there really is only one opening here, I think you and I are both in agreement on who the Colts want, or at least some people. Mm-hmm. People making the decisions within the Colts mm-hmm. want to hire, and I think that we all kind of know who that's going to be. Yeah, because they brought in Eric Hanneman, one of our guys behind the scenes. He said it so eloquently. He said, why would they interview all these people? Like it, They interview like 1,800 people when they know that's who they're going to hire. They wanted to make it look on point when it comes to the Rooney Rule and bringing in candidates. We all knew this was going to happen, or at least believed it was going to happen when they made Jeff Saturday their interim head coach. You don't bring in a guy to play for your organization, give him as many resources as possible and as much support to say, ah, thanks a lot, because they could have done it with anybody on the staff. 
They brought in someone who's the right-handed person to the GM and the, and the owner and said, try it. See if you like it. They, he treated like the coach like they were a new car. Sit in there, see the leather seats are fine. You get the steering wheel. You drive it around the block. And Jeff Saturday's like, oh, I like this car. I'm going to buy this car. So that's why they brought in all those people, knowing that's the buyer of the car they wanted when it comes to Jeff Saturday. But when it comes to the Cardinals, you're exactly right. When you got a quarterback that you don't know what he's going to look like when he comes back, and not just physically, because Kyler Murray has a very strong personality. He has a strong will and a strong won't. So whoever you bring in is going to have to deal with that in addition to coming back from an injury that's going to keep him out of action, Courtney, like you said, until November. And who knows what that's going to look like. And that's the big unknown, whereas in Indianapolis, they're going to get to pick a quarterback this year. They've got the fourth overall draft pick, and who's not to say that they don't try to trade up with a team like the Chicago Bears sitting there at number one Mm -hmm. to try to get their guy. And that should, in theory, that should lure – head coaching candidates to that job. But as we just heard so brilliantly put from former NFL head coach and college coach Herm Edwards, you know, there aren't that many of these guys out there to go around. And who's to say that the quarterback you draft is going to pan out right away or at all? Like, that's just not a guarantee. And I think that given the situation in Indianapolis and knowing that owner Jim Irsay – is truly the one calling the shots. You heard Chris Ballard, their GM, say what he had to say. I believe it was during the outros, uh, outro to the season press conference a couple weeks ago that it's up to the owner. So he's already probably got it in mind that it's going to be Jeff Saturday. Now, will Jeff Saturday fix their situation at quarterback? Will he be the right guy to put in charge of drafting somebody? I don't know. Right. I just know that one way to torpedo your franchise is by not getting the head coaching hire right. Mm-hmm. And this one, to me, feels like they are teetering on the edge of failure and the edge of losing fans for a very, very long time to come by not getting this one right and not actually doing their due diligence in hiring the best candidate possible. This could be a disaster for the Colts because if the coach is not right, you don't draft the right quarterback. I can't even imagine how many years this sets your organization back if you don't make the right hires or the right decisions involving a coach and also a quarterback. Courtney Cronin, Freddie, coming in for the guys on Canty and Carlin. Oh, yeah, we'll continue with these NFL coaching hires. There's two, but there's really one. That's next. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.